With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Off the Looking Glass. I'm Kate Fagan. I'm Jessica Spatana. We've got a different kind of show today, Jess. Variety. We're spicing it up. We are. Ever since we started, we relaunched Off the Looking Glass and we decided we were going to go weekly until the end of time. We also knew that we were going to have to, every few weeks, do a kind of mailbag episode where you and I get to chat a little bit. We answer questions from people just so we don't have to be making extra extras and sketches and (laughs) fake ads and interviews all of the time. Just most of the time. And we do so much writing, produce stuff on this show that you and I don't get to really talk about the origin of the show, the history of the show, or just banter a little bit. Yeah, so we have a bunch of questions. We put out a, a call out for questions on Twitter and Instagram. We got a ton of questions about how we make the show, what we like about the show, just general sports questions. So I think we're going to start out and answer a few questions about off the looking glass, Kate, and then we'll have some fun questions towards the end. So the first question that I wanted to ask you, which is just actually something that I think we need to revisit together, Mm -hmm. because this brings us back two years ago in March 2021, when we started talking about making the show together. And that question is, what were the rejected names for (laughs) off the looking glass, the podcast? Okay, I know we have these written down somewhere. Do you remember any of them? I remember, let me see what I can conjure from my memory. I feel like we almost at one point tried to name the show something like The Red Pill or The Pill. And this was a ill-conceived but genius idea. I think it was The Pill and I think it was like the basketball being The Pill. And I recall Mm -hmm. you floating it by me and me being like, I just think of birth control pills when I hear The Pill. So that one was rejected. It was also, yeah, it was. It was also from the Matrix because of our right. multiverse idea that exactly. the red pill is take the red pill knowing reality. Stay in Wonderland. Is what the red pill gives you. Right. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. But also has been co-opted a little bit on social media to to mean something we didn't necessarily want to be associated with. I actually don't quite know, but I remember talking about it at the time. So <laughs> There's a lot of issues with naming the show The Pill, but for a split second, it seemed to be doing what we wanted to be doing. Yeah, well, I want to read to you some of the other rejected names because I found our old Google Doc from way Uh back in the day. And do you remember what your number one favorite phrase was that you wanted to potentially name the show after? Okay, there were two things that I vaguely remember. At one point, I wanted to name it like, Diana Taurasi in the multiverse, or I wanted to name it like something about John Starks. So the first one was I've got heart like John Starks. And okay, okay. And no, it's not. It's not a bad like. It's not bad. It's just like it's a long podcast name, and it also doesn't really say what the podcast is about. So we threw that one away. And then wait, Diana, but what about it was good? What about it was good, Jess? Because you kind of insinuated that you, it's not that a bad you liked name. it. That you liked it. 
And it's really hard to name a podcast. It's actually like one of the worst things to do ever. Okay. All the names are taken. Do you know that I Got Heart Like John Starks is also a famous lyric from the Beastie Boys? I got heart like John Starks. You did explain that to me at the time. Okay. Which is a reference that I will admit went over my head. Probably then it would have gone over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> but I liked that you were into it. And it's yes. hard to find names that aren't already taken because everyone and their mother has a podcast. And also, you know, explain what the show is that you're about to listen to. So that one, it wasn't taken by anyone else, but didn't really explain. It's true. Like, the it, basketball it stood part. alone. <laughs> the flip side of that was Diana Tarazi's bun, which... We decided okay. we probably can't name a podcast after Diana Taurasi because she might sue us. But mm -hmm. at the very least, like the iconic WNBA image of the silhouette, who people think is Diana Taurasi, but the WNBA like won't say is Diana Taurasi, that at least explains what the podcast is about. Yes. And I thought we were also toying with like Diana Taurasi in the multiverse or something. Again, running into issues of naming a podcast after a person who could also sue us, still an issue. <laughs> so my favorite name that I found from this list, you wrote in the doc, Christ the King, which is the team that Sue Bird played for. It's like an iconic women's basketball team. And we were trying to think of a pun from- The Jesus Christ, pun, that's a great Christ idea. the King. And the, 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 the pun that we came up with, Kate, was Christ the Wing. <laughs> Needless to say, we settled on Off the Looking Glass because we felt that it had the Alice in Wonderland twist and doesn't really have anything to do with basketball, except for you're like, oh, glass, I get it. You know, that kind Off of Off the thing. Glass. Exactly. Unfortunately, I do think our podcast name is amazing. I do find that when people mention it, because it's embedded in their mind, they usually call our podcast Through the Looking Glass. Right. We Which even have that problem no, internally. No basketball pun, right. It actually yeah. really works. I'm proud of us for coming up with that. I think that was all you. I don't think I had anything to do with it. But those were some of our failed experiments at naming this podcast. I would really like to right now take credit for the name. I do believe Carl Scott, our executive producer, pitched it to me. And I don't want to say that publicly because I want to have ownership of the name, but <laughs> I can't accept full credit. Okay, we'll give you half credit. Okay, good. Co-writing credit. It's like a McCartney-Lennon thing. We'll give thing. you 60-40 him. How about that? As long as the, the finances are split 50-50. <laughs> Another question about the show for you, Kate, to answer. How do you find your topics for Extra Extras? Where do you come up with these? Well, this is sort of a joint thing, the Extra Extras. But I suppose since I have written more of them, well, some of it was from Hoop Muses, the book that I put out a couple weeks ago, because there's a ton of history in that book. And a lot of them led to extra extras or campfires that we did with Cheryl Miller or the Fort Shaw story from 1904. I could probably name a few others that came from extra extras. But really, you and I just, we have like certain meetings and we pitch ideas or we've saw a movie and it referenced some old thing that we wanted to learn more about. I think we've thought at times that we're going to run out of extra extras because women's sports, but right. I don't think we ever will because there's so many stories from women's sports history that so few people have upheld and shared over the years. So I'm actually starting to feel optimistic about the future of the extra extra. The conundrum with the extra extra is like what you said, like on the one hand, women's sports 
hasn't historically been covered very well. The flip side of that is when you do find a little nugget somewhere and you try to see if anyone's like written anything longer about it, the answer is usually no. So it's a good yes. thing to introduce to our audience. Okay. I have a question that we got and we can answer this together, but I'll pose it to you first. What is your favorite ad that we've done so far? That's a really good question because there's a few that I loved, but one stands out to me as, as something that made me actually laugh out loud. So credit to Henry and Mari from Nameless Numberhead for making this ad and like actually seeing the vision. But Kate, mm. the good boys ad slash trailer sketch thing that we aired about a year ago yep. was one of the funniest things that I think the show has ever made. Legendary WNBA coach Janelle Trudy believed she was untouchable. But when she wakes up after a wild night in Vegas, and the owner of the league can kiss my ass, she's left picking up the pieces. Well, Janelle, after your little stunt, they've decided to suspend you from the league indefinitely. This can't be happening. What do you expect me to do? Basketball's my whole life. Well, there is one job, but you're not going to like it. You're telling me my only option is to coach boys basketball? You've got to be kidding me. Can boys even play basketball? I hate to break it to you, Janelle, but there's no other option. You were disgraced, remember? What happens when basketball's top baller has no other choice but to coach a team of high school boys? That's just a little snippet of Good Boys on Disney+. If you want to listen to the full ad to get a full idea of the show, you can do so on the episode titled Million Dollar Ideas that we dropped on May 18th, 2022. Oh, and it also featured Dawn Staley. So I remember the night that you and I were texting about the idea for Good Boys, which is a show you could watch on Disney Plus Plus in the multiverse, <laughs> FYI. At least my memory of it is I was probably streaming Vikings or something, a show that I really liked then. And something came across Twitter, like a deadline article about some new show that was sold. And the premise of it was so ridiculous and so in line with off the looking glass and the way people think about women's sports right away. We were like, we have got to parody this. So, and there were two things, right? There's the, there's the, the Disney, the actual Disney plus like a real channel show with John Stamos. And then there's the show that has not been made yet, but the script was, was sold about it. And that was from Milo Ventimiglia who sold a script called Hometown Saints. And I'm just going to read the premise of this script. And this is from Hollywood Reporter, the venerable online platform that covers Hollywood news. That's right, the trades. Hometown Saints revolves around Billy Rydell, a retired hockey player who struggles to figure out who he is now that his career is over. He ends up back in his hockey-crazed Minnesota hometown reluctantly coaching a girls high school team oh reluctant oh he's so reluctant okay so the other show that we based the ad off of was the show big shot which stars john stamos that was on disney plus coaches here they're expected to be role models do not screw this up 
Coach Marvin Korn is going from the NCAA to some fancy high school? Personally, I think it's all a big mistake, but I'm prepared to make the best of it. Holly Barrett, assistant coach. Marvin Korn, any advice? These girls are going to lead the world someday. And that show's Wikipedia recap for episode one is... <clears throat> Marvin Korn is a former NCAA Division I basketball coach who has been fired for throwing a chair at a referee. After this, he is forced to accept a job coaching high school basketball at the all-girls private Westbrook School in Southern California. So the similar premise, cliche trope being man does bad thing or whatever, needs to have some sort of personal growth. So he accepts a job coaching women. And that's Which it. is basically one step above from death. Is you know like there is <laughs> retirement. There is, there's retirement, and then there's coaching yep. girls, and then there's dying. <laughs> yes, and In so order. this is barely above the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Okay, Kate, our producer Anya just sent us another movie premise. Oh my god, with a similar trope. Do you want to read this? I'll read this. I'll read this. Okay, this is this reading could- directly from our group <laughs> chat here. How are there so many movies and TV shows with this premise? Let's see if I can nail these names in these locations. Girls? The thought of coaching them (laughs) seems preposterous to Clay Driscoll, earnest newcomer Jeffrey Donovan, that must be the actor, who travels to Middleton, Oklahoma in the 1960s, prepared to coach the varsity boys team. But that position is filled, so he's forced to coach the girls team, the Lady Cyclones. Faced with an underperforming crew of untrained players, the coach begins to treat the girls like boys, making them run laps in a closed gym and practice shots and plays they've never tried before. Eventually, their old-fashioned grit leads them to a Cinderella season culminating in the state championships. Okay. Yeah, what is... Ooh, the the title! The name of the movie is Believe in Me. The more that I read these, the more I'm like, I don't actually think our parody good boys is that funny because it's too on the nose. <laughs> it is. It is exactly spot on. Board. It's just too on the nose. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get back to the mailbag because we've got a bunch of questions. Here's the next one that I think we need to address. But before we can create more forward momentum for the show, we need to make sure that our guests feel like this is a safe place to come on and talk to us. And I think we should address the jinx that some people have said has started on Off the Looking Glass. So this is because we had Cameron Brink. And of course, then we had Tara Vanderveer on the show. And Stanford was eliminated. Oh, miss to the Sweet 16. We had Adia Barnes, head coach at Arizona, on the show. And they were eliminated. 13-point win for Maryland. They're going to advance to the Sweet 16 again. So the question we have to address here is, how do we unjinx the show? I reject the premise that the show is jinxed. Mm. As of recording okay. this, South Carolina is still in the tournament. Tennessee is still in the tournament. We've had a lot of UConn players, Notre Dame players on the show. They're still playing. I think what happened to Stanford 
I mean, it happened to Indiana too, right? Like one seeds don't usually lose in the first weekend of NCAA tournament, but I don't think that that's our fault. I mean, I'll wait to see more data before I agree with the fact that we are jinxing anybody. I don't know about you, but I just, I don't think that that's happening, especially because your Colorado Buffaloes made it to the Sweet 16 for the first time (gasps) in, in 20 years. That was a cry of joy. I don't know if it might have sounded like pain, but I want to make clear that that was joy. (laughs) And Colorado is going to the Sweet 16 for the first time in 20 years. Jess here. Right after we recorded this, UConn's 14 consecutive Final Four streak ended. Colorado lost, Notre Dame lost. So yeah, um, I'm willing to revisit whether or not we are actually cursed. To your point about rejecting the premise, how can we be a jinx if after appearing on Off the Looking Glass, Gina Davis won the Governor's Award for her work on gender equity in movies and film from mm-hmm. the Emmys? That's a good point. Thank you. Thank you so much. If anything, her star has risen since appearing on Off the Looking Glass. I always say if you want a Governor's Award, you should come on Off the Looking Glass. You have been saying that for months. So finally, it's proven true. I don't think we're jinxed. I don't think we're jinxed. And I also think that brings us to another point, which is how long does it take us to make an episode of Off the Looking Glass? Because if you'll remember, we had on Cameron and Tara well before they flopped in the NCAA tournament. So I think it's hard to find a correlation. I think people should, uh, one thing, since this whole episode is also about like, pulling the curtain back on how we make the show, how we name the show, how we feel about certain ads in the show. We should also note that oftentimes we've interviewed people a few weeks before their interview airs because a lot of the show is written and produced and sound designed and it's not the kind of show that like every week we can just turn on the mic and then just hit record and then put it out a few hours later. So. It probably takes us, how long it takes us to make a show? I don't know, Jess, what would you say? Like, are we talking about like woman power hours? I also hate that I just said woman power. We need, <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that, but we're just going to leave it, it out. In. I'm just kidding. I mean, you made her story with that one. I think that it depends. I think the extra extras take months sometimes, a year if I'm writing them, if we're being honest, because I am slow and I don't write as well as you do. So yeah, usually the episodes are fully constructed around five days before they come out, but certain Mm -hmm. parts can be recorded up to a month or more ahead of when people hear them. And that's just because we put so much hard work and effort into making the show. No, the, the reality is that we do, but also we like to have a variety of things in each episode. So the lead time varies. Blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know that any blood, any sweat, or any tears have gone into an actual episode. Mostly I would just... say sweat and tears. Okay. No okay. blood yet. Well, tears of laughter. Yeah, no blood, thankfully. Tears it of joy. A, it's a violence for Kate, yeah. that brings us to another question, which is you had the idea for Off the Looking Glass and wanted to focus around the joy in women's sports. And like oh. we certainly like to complain about things, but... How does that guide what we put into each episode and like what stories we want to tell? I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like this was a key part of why we even started making off the looking glass. And I know you relate to this is at various points in the history of being involved in media or even caring about women's sports at all. You get to this point where the only time you're allowed to talk about women in sports is if they're being screwed over. (laughs) Yes. Right, exactly. They're like, hey, can you come on and talk about this inequity? 
slash misogyny slash terrible thing that someone said about women. And yeah. then you got to get on there and like, you got to be bitter or angry and yeah. serious. And then everyone's like, women's sports is such a drag. And it gets old, especially when, if you've been an athlete and you grew up playing sports, it was actually really fun and joyful and beautiful and vibrant. And if we wanted to build a show that mirrored those things. But of course, we're trying to address the inequities. I would say that's a through line of the show, except sure. we're trying to do it in a different way than you normally see, which is why we made Good Boys on Disney Plus Plus. Like we could have just gotten on here after seeing the John Stamos trailer or the Milo Ventimiglia. I don't even know why I challenged myself by saying his name again. It's a tough but name. I, did. I don't know why. It is. And we could have just been annoyed and angry and just kind of like talked about it for like 20 minutes and left it at that. But instead, we wanted to make something that maybe made you laugh that articulated those differences. So I think that the ability to be like joyful and playful about those issues is how we try to do things differently on Off the Looking Glass. What do you think, Jess? Well, I agree with all of that. I think you came up through ESPN where you would go on a lot of sports shows that are male centric in the sports that they cover. And I, you know, my day job is working on the Levitard show, which is exclusively <laughs> men's sports. And it's only when there's some sort of like breaking news scandal where we want to cover it, just like what you said. And instead of like, wow, what an amazing game that was last night, which is what we get to talk about with men's sports all the time. There's always some issue at hand. So I think this show, we try to do a little bit of both. And we also try to do it from more of like a, a lighthearted, comedic way at times. But that brings me to another point, Kate, which is like, we talk a lot about basketball on this show. And some mm -hmm. of the questions that I got on Instagram were, are you going to be covering this? Or are you going to be covering that? And do you even like the sport? And so one of the questions was specifically <laughs> about the Miami Open, which is happening right now in Miami. And if we were going to be covering any women's tennis, the answer, yes. We yes. will try to cover every sport that we can. And our backgrounds, specifically yours, Kate, comes from basketball. So when we're getting all these basketball stars on the show, usually it's because you're booking them yourselves or, or you know, texting a friend or someone's doing a favor. But that is certainly the goal of Off the Looking Glass moving forward is to have a variety of every type of sport and athlete. And we have, in the first couple of seasons, we did have soccer players on. We had Monet Davis, who obviously played baseball and now is playing softball in college. And we want to expand to all different kinds of sports. I think right now we're focused on basketball simply because by chance we relaunched in February, March for March Madness. So I could see how somebody tuning in thinks this is going to be like a 90% basketball show. But we hope as we move forward that we start to balance that out a little bit. Like we want to have golf on, we want to have some tennis on, but of course, always telling those stories with our North Stars, Jess, of joy and humor and fun. Spoiler alert, we'll have uh -oh. a professional poker player on in the coming weeks. What? Yeah. Yes. We're thinking outside the box. And even farther outside the box, I think we might even do some like cheese wheel racing or something. So if, how far away can you get? One basketball going through a hoop, the other one going right. a, a round thing the going down who, a mountain. The person who asked this question is like, they're going to talk about a cheese wheel 
champion before yes. tennis. But yeah, tennis. that might happen. But we'll get to it. Don't worry. We've got a lot of episodes yeah. in the bag. Now that we have dabbled in other sports, should we get back to basketball? Let's get back to basketball. Okay. Whew, finally, I'm back in our comfort zone. All right. So we got this question. And it's perfect because we are at the end of the women's college basketball season. And the question is, if you could give any women's college basketball coach truth serum, who would it be? Okay. Give me I mean, your I answer. Think my give answer, me your answer first. Because yeah. I think I know what it is, but I don't know. I want to see, I do want to see if you know. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is, I don't know if this is going to work for the listener. Write down who you think it is on a piece of paper. Okay. And once I say it, I want you to hold up what your piece of paper says. (laughs) All right. Listeners, this is going to be fun for you, even though it's mostly fun for me. I actually don't think this is your answer, but let's do it. Okay. My answer is Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey! Let the record show. <laughs> it's backwards because we're on Zoom, but I wrote down Kim Mulkey. I can see it. It's perfect. I mean, th- to me, this is pretty obvious. <laughs> Jess is just arms raised overhead in you. triumph. To me, it's the obvious answer because it is obvious. she can't possibly believe the things that she acts like she believes. Like, I need to truly understand if some of this is for show if this, some of this is embracing her role in the women's game, because she has a prominent role, I would say she has become, over the last few years, kind of the preeminent villain in women's college basketball or women's basketball in general, which is not a role I would want to play because I really like people to like me. But if you don't care about that, there's a lot to gain from playing that role. So a truth serum would let me know whether some of this is a bit of a put-on or a show, or the truth serum could reveal that like Kim Mulkey is just Kim Mulkey through and through, which is its own kind of insight for us. The reason that I thought that you might not actually say the obvious answer is because you wouldn't want to even put this out into the universe because oh. she, <laughs> she is someone I think we've tried to get her on the show before, right? Yeah, we've we've tried. And I don't know what I would do if she said yes, because I truly... <laughs> I don't know if there's like a in-person equivalent of this. Like if you had some huge falling out with somebody and then you were seeing them at an upcoming wedding yeah, or mean, something. I don't know. My, my equivalent in college football would be another LSU coach. If I, if Brian Kelly came on the Levitard show, I don't know what I would say to, to him. It would be weird. Yeah. Certainly. So would I love to have Kim Mulkey on this show? Absolutely. Because I will do anything for Off the Looking Glass, including talking with somebody who I have truly had conflict with in the name of listenership to a show I believe in. But would I sleep the night before if we had Kim Mulkey on? Absolutely not. And you would definitely text me 20 minutes before and be like, do you think we can reschedule this? (laughs) Yes, which is what I do half of the time anyway. (laughs) Yes. So I think that's a great answer. I mean, I think the the other obvious answer would be like Gino Ariema. Like he's been around for, for decades. Like what does he really think? But I think that would be a waste of truth serum because he tells us what he thinks. He's probably yes. one of the most honest college basketball coaches. I, I like your answer a lot. I think we have time for one more question. Okay. Kate, I got this question. This is a throwback to season one of Off the Looking Glass. The question was, mm-hmm. how was your date with Kurt from Fort Collins? Oh, that's right. Okay, and for newer listeners... We should probably introduce them to Kirk from Fort Collins. Kirk from Fort Collins was a, he was a caller. He used to call in at the beginning of every episode and tell us what was on his mind. 
about women's sports. I would respectfully ask that you do less on the WNBA. Okay, don't get me wrong, I love women. I have a daughter, have a wife, had a wife. My dentist is a woman. I think women are, you know, great. They're sexy. But the WNBA just isn't quality basketball. Nobody dunks. Anyway, I'm a big fan. So you can see why people would be curious how your date went with Kurt from Fort Collins. What was it like? Well, he took me to a restaurant that was like an all meat menu. Everything on the menu was meat. And then he ordered for me. Which no. I hate when or good. I hate when oh, people hate do it. that. Okay. And then yeah, like I wanted to get dessert, but he said it was too many calories. So <laughs> I never ended up calling him back. But I, you know, we appreciated him being a part of our show. Maybe he'll Absolutely. be on again in the future. We're not like in on speaking terms yeah. right now, but time heals all wounds. And you know, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. I actually do like if people order for me what? in certain s- situations. Not no. men if men are deciding what I should eat. But don't you kind of love it if you're out with friends and they know the restaurant and they're like, can I order for you? You know what? In certain situations, especially if it's like one of those like small plate restaurants, which like, they're yes. oh, everyone has to, you know, y- there's three of you, you should order 15 items or otherwise you'll yep. go home hungry. And then it's like, okay, so you just want me to spend like $300 here? Got it, cool. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, on a date, it's a hard no. Like, I want to just pick my entree and I want to also eat your entree. So, you know, pick something that I I like. But definitely let me choose mine. Okay, Jess, in conclusion of this episode of of Off the Looking Glass, we have another sports movie synopsis. Apparently, we just keep making the same movies. I'll read the synopsis, Mm -hmm. Kate. It's along the lines of Big Shot, but there's a different twist. All right. This movie is called Champions and it came out earlier this year. It's an English language remake of a 2018 Spanish film. It stars Woody Harrelson. He is a temperamental minor league basketball coach who, after an arrest, must coach a team of players with intellectual disabilities as community service. Stop. Okay, we just need we need to stop making this same movie in all of the different iterations, Jess. I mean, we have a solution, actually. Yes, instead of having a male coach go through something where he needs to be redeemed, make it a woman. Let's make yep. our movie good boys. Good boys, call us. Hit us up. Let us know. We want to make that thing. That is the first mailbag episode of Off the Looking Glass. Jess, who should we thank? We should thank our producer, Anya Alvarez, for helping us make Off the Looking Glass. Our executive producer, Carl Scott, for helping us make Mm -hmm. the show. And naming it. And naming it, yeah. Joel Shupak, who sound designs and edits the show. Kate, we're going to be back with another one of these in a month or so. We'll probably have on a guest who's going to help us talk about some other women's sports stories. But I think this went well. It did. I like this. I like this. And we should also thank Nameless Numberhead for making the good boys on Disney Plus Plus trailer. But I think we should do more of these, Jess. I like hanging out and talking to you. I like doing that, too. Thanks for helping me make the show. Oh, yeah, and thanks. That I help you make. Yeah, thank you for helping me make the show that you thank me for. We'll see you next time. Okay, cool. Have I said lately, it's good to be back home. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.